Discover the French language with Jessica. It's right here. It's right now on French Your Way podcast. Bonjour à tous, welcome to episode 223 of French Your Way podcast, episode 223. And well, you know what? When I was saying this, I was just thinking that how glad I am to be uh, back on the podcast. It's been a few months now, but after about uh, a year or so of maternity leave and of uh, having posed the uh, French Away uh, podcast episodes, I am so happy to get them rolling again, even though the frequency has decreased a little bit because you get now new episodes on the 10th, 20th and 30th of the month instead of weekly. I couldn't uh, keep up the pace with the with the two kids and uh, my other podcast and extra uh, French uh, events that I'm doing for you, for example, the, the grammar clinics. Um, so fewer of them, but... I'm so happy that they are resumed and I hope you uh, take as much pleasure listening to them as I am recording them for you. So this episode 223 is kind of a sequel of uh, episode 222, although they are uh, still uh, uh, independent from each other but you if you haven't done so yet i suggest you listen to episode 222 where i explain what is uh, le and ne that don't have uh, an actual meaning in french and that you can find in a, a sentence what what are they and i'm going to keep uh illustrating uh today uh, giving you some examples of when letters um, so not just this L and this N, but letters are added to help with French pronunciation because there are other cases. And I uh, did tell you last time that this L that is not a direct object or a definite article uh, is helping with the, the the flow of pronunciation and is also uh, just a, a um, a, a better way of speaking French. It's like more formal French. And it is called uh, le euphonic. I don't know if you say euphonic in English. I don't think you need to know um, that that word. I didn't before preparing the episode. But let me give you an example of what uh, l'euphonie is. And I'm just uh, translating freely from uh, the Wikipedia definition because I'm not going to reinvent the wheel on that one. Uh, so in linguistics and in phonetics, le phonie is, uh, so it's th the sounds that are pleasant to the ear. So I talked about it's just ornamental. Uh, it's just a filler. So they are uh, pleasing to ear, uh, to hear, or easy to pronounce. Um, and you you use them because of the surrounding sounds for the l. I was explaining that you use it bef between, uh, for example, a u uh, c k ki and on. So two vowel sounds, basically. Instead of saying eon or kion, you can say elon or ki, uh, kilon. It's easier to, to pronounce. Um, so that is also, and by the way, side comment here, I was thinking, um, and I don't know myself the jargon for 
every everything that is uh, so specific. Um, but I was wondering whether uh, the doubling of the uh, of the consonant or putting an accent uh, when you conjugate verbs in early or verb in ete, such as uh, appelé or épelé or acheté or jeté. I talk about it in episode 220 of the podcast and also in uh, my grammar clinic number uh, four, which you can, for which you can find the, the link for free on YouTube. I explain why there is a change of spelling, either by doubling the consonant or um, adding an accent grave in some forms of the verbs. I wonder if that alteration is also uh, part of what's called euphonie, because it is done uh, to help with the pronunciation. Um, voilà. So if you know, if there's a linguist listening to me at the moment, um, please let me know. So, uh, my examples um, of extra letters, for example, the letter T added uh, to avoid having two consecutive vowel sounds, uh, you can find um, in questions, for example, uh, if you want to say, how is she going? How is she? Comment elle va? Comment elle va? Uh, or comment il va? And you know that you can also, there are different ways of asking the same question. You could also invert, like swap the subject, uh, the subject pronoun and the verb. Uh, and ask comment va-t-elle? Or comment va-t-il? And so here we add a T sound. So by the way, it's written in the show notes of the episode. So you will, you will have va and then hyphen, the T and hyphen and the il or the L. Because if you, uh, use il or L with, with a verb that ends with a, a vowel, uh, so va L or va il or even va is really quite hard to, to say these two vowel sounds. So that's why we add the T sound. Comment va-t-elle? Comment va-t-il? Comment va-t-on? So that's very typical. I'm sure you have seen it. And this is the reason why we do that. So um, this is all hyphenized. There's no apostrophe. So just be aware when you when you write of uh, how to, to do. I do have uh, an old episode of a French Way podcast, which I will also link to in the show notes of the episode, episode 111, uh, frenchwaypodcast.com. Uh, frenchaway.com.au slash podcast 111 episode 111 which is about the three ways to ask a question in French. I'm going through these three ways with you and from the um, the easiest one and most casual to the most formal way which is the inversion of the subject and the verb. So that is where you will find this euphonic T. And this is Compulsory, though it's not like this L apostrophe, which is purely ornamental. This one is compulsory for uh, the uh, pronunciation. Another example is with the expression ilia, ilia. So uh, il is your subject, e is the praise pronoun, and r is your verb. So it means there is or there are, but it's literally it has there. 
Ilya, if you uh, ask the question by doing the inversion of the subject and the verb, you will you will have i a il i a til. So you need to add the t between hyphens as well. So is there, for example, uh, the movie, the old movie, but like funny movie, Airplane, the French title of it in uh, by in French obviously is y a-t-il un pilote dans l'avion y a-t-il un pilote dans l'avion so is there a pilot in the plane um, another example of uh, spelling interaction for the benefit of the uh, pronunciation and this one I take from Wikipedia is um, if you also here you will have to look at the show notes to see the, the, the spelling It's very formal. It's, for example, I don't know, uh, in a letter or email you will receive from someone who wishes to meet you, maybe for an interview. Um, aussi, souhaitais-je vraiment vous rencontrer? So if I put it in, in uh, just a normal structure, the subject plus the verb, it would be aussi, je souhaite vraiment vous rencontrer. So, therefore, I, uh, or thus, I uh, truly wish to meet you. Aussi, je souhaite vraiment vous rencontrer. It's not a question here, but sometimes when you're very formal French, you can have inversion of the verbs and the subject. And what happens if we do that in this sentence? You will have aussi souhaite-je Uh, vous rencontrer. Again, because we have two weak sounds, the end of souhaite and the je, uh, it just doesn't work. Souhaite, je, vous rencontrer. So, we need to, it's just really the same as for appeler, uh, 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 the verbs in early and ET, we will add an accent. Accent aigu this time. Aussi, souhaitais-je vous rencontrer. And we will hyphen. Uh, It's the present tense, uh, and it can seem weird, and you must not mix it with the imparfait, which would be phonetically very similar. Aussi souhaitais-je vraiment vous rencontrer, but with AIS at the end of the verb, aussi souhaitais-je vraiment vous rencontrer, which is, uh, so imparfait would be, uh, therefore I was really wishing to meet you. So this kind of example is much more rare because it's much more formal and that will also only pretty much pretty much only be uh, written French. But you do know one common uh, alteration in the formal context when you say may I or can I? So you can say just simply subject and verb uh, in your question. Je peux? Je peux? Or, je peux aller aux toilettes, or je peux avoir le sel. Can I go to the toilet? Can I have the salt? Um, je peux. Now, if you want to do the inversion of the subject and the verb, it also doesn't work to say peuge, peuge. Um, it's two, two weak sounds. So, you may know that one. How would you say that? Puis-je? Puis-je? Oh, puis-je aller aux toilettes? Puis-je avoir le, le sel? So here we have a, a, like, a real complete change of spelling. All right? And you may be familiar with that one. Uh, last example uh, for this episode um, about an euphonic uh, S this time. 
So we've seen the T uh, for the inversion of the subject and verb, especially in questions. Uh, the S is used in the imperative. In the imperative positive uh, sentences where you also need to add the pronoun E or the pronoun en. So let me illustrate, of course. So if you say go uh, in the singular form, you say va, V-A. Um, now, if you want to say uh, don't go there, ni va pas. So just uh, pretty normal. You have the nun de pas. And uh, your uh, pronoun would be before the uh, imperative form. Now, in the imperative positive, when you say go there, the pronoun is put after the verb. And we can't say vai. Vai. We're going to say vasi. So although va, just va, doesn't have an S in the imperative, uh, to not have, in order not to have two vowel sounds uh, side by side, you are going to add an S and an hyphen with the pronoun i. Vasi. Now, if you want to say, uh, still in the imperative, um, uh, singular, eat some cheese. C'est mange du fromage. So this is another uh, ER verb from the verb. So it's the verb manger, which in the imperative uh, loses its uh, S. Uh, that's the normal rule of construction of the imperative for ER verb. So mange du fromage uh, is just spelled with an E at the end. But if you want to say eat some, you will say mange-en, because you cannot say mange-en. Uh, you need to put an S with an hyphen before the um, the pronoun en. However, if you want to put a negative, then there's no S in non mange pas, because the, the structure of the sentence with the, the, the negative form in the imperative is more, uh, is more classic. All right, so uh, that was a lot. I let it sinking. Uh, don't hesitate if you have any, any question or if you want to submit your own question, French, jessica at frenchaway.com.au. And again, check out the links to um, the episodes uh, mentioned in the show notes. Uh, and last thing, I know I'm saying a lot of things actually, but um, please share the word about my podcast to um, or with a, a fellow student, a fellow friend who you think would benefit from it. That would uh, help this person and that would also help me uh, being found by more people. So it's a win-win situation. Well, thanks a lot and see you in the next episode of French Away Podcast.